Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. You ready? Don't forget to be ready to talk about Rashad Perryman. Don't forget about that. Rashad. 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 Oh, whatever. I don't even know who he is. Uh, <laughs> All right. Happy hump day, everyone. Meaning happy Wednesday. Every day is happy hump day if you're a dog in heat. Hey, all right. That's disgusting, Dave. Uh, have you ever had a dog hump your leg? It's also disgusting, Dave. It's incredibly awkward and unsettling. It happened to me when I was like 16. I'll st- I still remember that. It's really disgusting. I didn't know what to do. I like froze. Um. Anyways, did you put the, you put the peanut butter away? Oh, <laughs> no. that's nice. I didn't, hear, I didn't learn about that till years later. Speaking of awkward and unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyways, the boys are here to discuss some receivers who have settled uh, in their roles, it seems. Uh, so a few fellows uh, have broken out, I would think. I'm sure there's a few couples who have broken up. We have a segment called Running Backs Romances Gone Bad. Uh, we don't actually, so we're going to talk about relevant stuff. Uh, so let's head over to the Windy City of San Francisco, which is also the setting for Full, Ho- uh, Full House sitcom featuring Danny Tanner. The Tanner family. All right. That one didn't land. I thought you guys were full house fans. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you got it, dude. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have the confidence in the Michelle boys. So I, I, I kind of thought you froze for a second there. Cause you're like, you're, like your faces look that anticipation of like. Yeah. And pause. <laughs> pause for laughter. Pause for applause. And right, it's a, none. It's a, it's a tough crowd today, folks. Uh, <laughs> well, you started this off with dog humping, and then you moved on to the Tanner family. Like, well, what, what, also, what kind of ride are you taking us on, you weirdo? <laughs> Easy ride. Um, all right. First of all, ESPN's. Just before we get into it, ESPN's uh, Diana Rossini has reported Sunday's game between the Titans and Steelers has been postponed. The NFL is, and I quote, considering all options. Quote, including moving the game to Monday or Tuesday night. The Titans have another player tested positive for COVID-19, their fourth one this week. Uh, Tennessee's facility has been shut down, but the NFL is still hoping to play the game at a later date. So the Titans will be tested over the next couple of days. Hope they pass uh, before determining the next steps. Yeah, which, so there you go. Yahoo's already yeah. stated, if you go on the site, they've already stated that uh, they will do everything they can to make, if the NFL announces it's going to be Monday or Tuesday, they'll do everything they can to to include it in week four, but they'll announce it before as soon as the NFL kind of comes down with their decision. Uh, I assume Sleeper will probably do the same in the other apps, but it's good to uh, keep an eye on your teams. If you have any Titans or Steelers, maybe uh, if, if you're hemming and hawing about who to start, maybe not a Titan or a Steeler, I don't know. Yeah. It's so. un- unprecedented ground here, folks. I would I would him. I wouldn't haw. I would certainly him, though, no, for definitely sure. Haw. He always haw. I know. I was going to rate it. All right. So, guys, we're three weeks in, and, and you may find yourself 0-3. Awkward. And even, even if you have a good team, you may want to hit that panic button, panic button. Just relax. Don't do anything. See it through. But if you think it's time to sell, we do have some guys listed here, if you think you're considering selling. Um, some Dave, great wait. rookies. Wait. What? Uh, rookies, yeah? Your intro was awkward. This whole thing's been awkward so far, but this is going to be even more awkward. But we're here to do an intervention. Intervention on you. I quit drinking. What do you want? <laughs> you, you have an zero and three team, Dave. I mean, it's how, early, Jay. How long have you? How long have you been rebuilding? <laughs> this team, uh, it's only felt like a year or two. Eight years. It might be a little bit longer. It's a bit eight years. Eight years and no no championships. But you have some really great pieces. 
I changed yeah. the name this year yeah, yeah, to the right team. That doesn't help, though. <laughs> <laughs> I change I like my it. team name every year. <laughs> but I think I, I think th- I think this is this is the perfect timing to look at this because a lot of teams go zero and three and they're like, well, I got these great players, I got this, this, and this. But at the same time, zero and three, you're gonna win the next nine games. Uh, um, to go nine and three, I mean, with Derek a- Carr in the helm, I don't see how I couldn't. <laughs> it's but. unlikely. <laughs> so I don't know, guys. What do you guys think? You guys want to let's, let's let's tear Dave's team apart in a nice manner to help our friend. Okay, who, we're here to help you, Dave. So uh, for gentle. any of you guys that don't know Dave, Dave is a stage five clinger. <laughs> he, he he will not let things go. Melvin Gordon <laughs> says hello. Um, but at time, the same man. time, sometimes you just got to say goodbye to these vets. Sometimes you gotta you gotta cut bait and and maybe get some value for guys while they're hot. And I think this is the perfect time to take a team that has potential. And find out what you can actually do with it. So maybe Dave, why don't you start by telling us your team? Let's group it by position. Well, I think we, we should state first. I think uh, this is a dynasty league with a pretty yeah. large bench. It's a super flex league as well. Yes, it's yeah. I figured it, this is this must be the team talking talking about. I can I can see where you, you could make the mistake and look at the team and a couple of holes. But uh, all right, well, fine. I'll uh, I'll humor you. Uh, do you want me to start off in a Pacific uh, Pacific Pacific uh, Pacific position? Yes. What do you want? Whatever, what do you want first? You like, I, uh, it's your team. It's your interest. Well, I mean, buddy. enjoy. Let's look. Let's look at these wide receivers. Oh, position of strength. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Let's see this. This receiving. It's core. only going downhill from here, folks. <laughs> I got Tyree Kill. I got. Uh, uh, hold on. I have some injuries, so I got to scroll down a bit. I got uh, Henry Ruggs. I got. AJ Brown. I got Michael Thomas for God's sakes. Uh, I got Sanu. Um, <clears throat> I got uh, Josh Reynolds. I got Zach Pascal. These guys are just uh, ready to go. Robbie Anderson. I got Robbie Anderson. Brandon Cooks. So we got a lot of a lot of depth there. Wide receiver. I must say, if I don't say so myself. Okay, how about quarterbacks? Uh, I'm not done with my receivers, oh, Jay. Okay, I got okay. I got some guy O. Dot Johnson. Olabisi Johnson. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, okay, so that rounds out my receiving core. And that you got uh, Pittman, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. Pittman. Well. Sorry, I, there's so, see, there's too many to even name all these all this great talent at uh, the WR position. Then at running back, it just gets um, better, better. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, running back. I mean, I got I drafted Swift this year. It's looking good there. I got. Uh, Zach Moss, who uh, he's got some, he's got some promise, doesn't he, Nick? Yeah, right, Zach Moss. He does. Yep, he does. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, I got Melvin Gordon. He's just coming off of uh, something uh, his rookie That's year, true. isn't it? Second year. He's just in his prime. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Then of course I got uh, Jalen Richard. Uh, B Hill, B Hill. Didn't he have a great week last <laughs> week? B Brian Hill. Yeah. yeah, B Hill. Brian Hill. I got my yards and a touchdown. Farland. He's just ready to go. He's just ready to step in there. Just ready. He played a bit last week, too. He played well last week. Yep. Yeah. And then I have the ever so young Franklin Gore. Gore. <laughs> I was going to start last week. Homer he's too. like, oh. No. Uh, yeah. I got Homer. I just picked him up because he's going to be freaking awesome. So that's a really that's a lot of talent, a lot of good players there. And then when you get to QB, this is where I really shine. So I really don't know where you're coming from here, Jay. I got Derek Carr at the helm, and mm-hmm. keep going. Uh, and then this I think Eddie keep going. Day now is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Brandon Cooks in there. Oh God. 
Okay, I can see where you guys are coming from a little bit. I'm just waiting for Jalen Hurts to get the call. Wentz isn't doing so hot. I think we I think we're talking about that today. So I mean I got Jalen Hurts. Um, ready to go, and oh, I got T Hill, quarterback. Isn't he taking over? In, uh, Hill. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah, yeah. no, yeah. He, he's he's probably not. No, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a quarterback. Okay, I got Lutton, Lutton. Jake Lutton, yeah. Jake Lutton, yeah. yeah, Flacco. I picked Flacco. Oh, he's healthy now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah there you go. Um. So uh, surprisingly, as everyone's like, "Oh my God, this team is zero three. Are you fucking serious?" Yeah, t- like, yeah, I know. T- your starting tight end is Tyler Eifert, by the way. I know. He had a good week, and I benched him the one week that he did well, actually. And you also have Will Disley. Now, I did have Goddard. Goddard. He's on IR. I think I had him in this league. Do I not? No, you do not. If you did, that would be a lot better, yeah. Uh, no, you you have Will Disley and Tyler Eifert. Ah, Disley. Yeah. Yeah, so, wrong about like, that one. Pretty obvious. You know, obvious fault here. Only Derek Carr in a super flex league. <laughs> starting quarterbacks. I mean, obviously that hurts. Jalen Hurts will see if he plays this year. Carson Wentz is making it seem possible. The tight end situation is a bit rough, and the running backs could use a bit of work. Okay. But you have a lot of strength at wide receiver to trade from. Way too much. Okay. All right, all right. Well, okay. So if all your I, wide I receivers hope... are healthy, Dave, you couldn't even start your best players. Yeah, I guess so. A little imbalance there. Yeah, you got some. All right, well, I'm, awesome I'm open to suggestion. As I say, you th- you think I have a little struggle with uh, initiating a, a rebuild or blowing up as Jay likes to say blowing up the team I think the I think the biggest thing Dave is is that like I said with the stage five clinger is that some of these guys you've already missed their sell high point and you don't always have to hit on a sell high it's always nice when you do but you can't always forecast that but when you got a running back going from a situation to a different situation you know even last year um, I know you acquired Melvin Gordon last year and you got so you, you traded who you got rugs and Gordon I think it was and you traded who to Nick for them? No, so this no. year it was it was Kenny Galladay. Okay, okay Kenny Galladay for Melvin Gordon and a first and a first. Yeah. The rebuild has already begun. I got so the first. I'll, def- I'll have two firsts next year, and one one is looking like could be one one, but one dot one. If you look at your wide receivers, do you envision Michael Pittman Jr. and Henry Ruggs as a starting wide receiver for your team in a year? Honestly, I really I have a soft spot for Pittman Jr. I've drafted him He's most almost every league. Receiver. Yeah, I do like him. You know, he's on a he's on a team with that just drafted a young quarterback. He could be a part of the core going forward. Yes. So you got to envision Henry Ruggs and Michael Pittman. Hopefully, will either be in your flex position, or one of them will be in your starting lineup. So you have like potentially five or six starting wide receivers. So you're are you saying those are your my those that's the future that those are wide receivers and I could should be moving the rest of them. That's your core. That's your core. That's my yep. core. Moving forward, because this season you're zero and three. Do you want to end up? Yes, in you pointed that out a couple place? of times. <laughs> no, but I mean, at, at best, you're probably looking at what fifth, sixth, seventh, right? You don't get anything for that. So mediocrity, unlike us in real life, that are perfectly happy with it. In fantasy, <laughs> that, that's not always has to be the case. Okay. Like Robbie Anderson has been great. Do you envision him being in your starting lineup? In a year or two, he's, he's just a nice guy to have around. He's friendly, you know. Not unless you get, no. not unless you arrest him. That's perverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, are you talking about moving guys like Tyreek Hill and Thomas, even, or would you? Would I? Would I build around Thomas? I would. I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know. I think Ty and Nick maybe want to chime in on this. What I don't about, know if Ty, we... Tyreek and Michael Thomas. I, I think Tyreek, Michael Thomas, and another one of your young wide receivers would be the guys I'd probably try to build around personally. But 
You can get a oh. shit ton for Tyreek and Michael Thomas. AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill are the guys I would build around. Personally, I would put Michael Thomas on the block. I would wait until he comes back and plays a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Cool. I wouldn't necessarily look to move him. But if in you know this type of a team, if you could move him for a running back or another quarterback, like super flex quarterbacks are so important. I wouldn't trade Thomas straight up for a quarterback. No. Okay. I would put Thomas on the block, see if you can get a high end, you know, a high end running back part of the deal, and maybe see what happens there. If you know if nobody's going to pay out for Michael Thomas, then obviously don't trade him. Okay. But with AJ Brown, Tyree Kill, those are both young guys that are going to have around for quite a few more years. You, you can easily. You know, supplement that with the Robbie Andersons, the Henry Ruggs, the Michael Pittmans, and have a very competitive receiver core. There is a chance that Henry Ruggs hits as a wide receiver one at some point in his career. A likely wide mm-hmm. receiver two. Mm-hmm. So if he's your third wide receiver. Okay. Trim the fat, cut someone above him and trim the fat below him. And really, okay. I mean, you need running backs. But if you're not going to compete this year, like Ty said, I think a quarterback in a two QB league or in a super flex league in particular, it probably would be something I'd really be eyeing up to. Yep. Either that or you ride out the season and think you're going to end up with the Trevor Lawrence pick and rookie drafts next year. And you have Trevor Lawrence. And yep. I, I think for, I think for me, Dave, when I look at your team, the first three names that stick out that I'd want to move are Melvin Gordon. Um, obviously he's 28 years old. Yeah, that's he, why you moved him. He may, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he may get a he may get a couple weeks where he put up some puts up some numbers, and maybe someone will look to acquire him at the deadline. That's somebody I would look to move, especially if you're rebuilding. I'd probably look to move to Robbie Anderson now that he's you know he's had great production through the first couple of weeks. Maybe someone buys into him, you know, uh, you know, gives you a second round high second round pick or something like that, or maybe another young player or prospect. Um, Brandon Cooks is another guy I look to move, but right now his his value is low because he hasn't been producing. So you might have to hang on to him right, right now. But in terms of your running backs, like I look at DeAndre Swift and Zach Moss. Moss has been injured. Swift has been misused, and we we talked about him being a guy more in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think you have some pieces there. I think you have some draft picks. Um, the rest of the team, in terms of other than your high end wide receivers, there's not much there you're going to be able to move in terms of draft picks or quality coming back. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you have a good team. It's just that you're missing some key components, mostly a quality quarterback in a super flex league. But with some extra picks at the um, at the draft next year, you might be able to get one of those quarterbacks, maybe another stud running back, and you're going to be on your way. I, I, I'd be concerned. I mean, I like the idea of trading Michael Thomas if you can, if you can get the return, but it's just hard to get top-notch yeah. returns sometimes for a lot of these guys. So I'd want to hang on to a lot of my stud wide receivers because they have a lot, they last quite a long time, and then build through the draft, build build your quarterback and wide receivers up. And hope that you just, you snag a tight end late somewhere, like a a breakout guy, and your team's on its way uh, in twenty twenty one. I think well, that quick. I think looking at your that team, quick. Though, like I think Dave definitely drafted from the best player available standpoint, because you have so many wide receivers, and wide receivers are generally deeper in the draft. The reason you draft from as the best player available is so you could move a player that you can't use for a position mm-hmm. of need, right? Yeah. So at some point, you're going to have to address the running backs. Um, that's easier said than done sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Buying guys, you know, with rookies like Anthony McFarlane Jr. Like I see, I see a lot of guys in this list like Jalen Hurts, Anthony McFarlane Jr. You see guys like uh, Zach Moss. You see quite a few guys that are later picks. I would even look at maybe 
packaging a guy with a slightly later pick and just upgrading your draft picks too, like getting getting a couple firsts or a couple seconds if you can, and really try uh-huh. and hit on some of those guys that are a little more blue chip. So you're saying patching and band aids? Because I'm a big fan of patching. I'll, I patch and, with the best of them. <laughs> I'm a patcher. Because that was Gordon. Gordon was a patch. I need. I had to patch a hole at, uh, and I had all the extra receivers. So I was like, oh, I'll just patch a hole with Gordon. But eventually, there are other holes, like a like a boat, that you have patches on a boat. No, you you, you want a boat that has a hull that doesn't need to be patched. That's a raft. Go get a new You're boat. Talking about a raft. You don't want a raft. You want you want a boat. Not the, not the not the Titanic here, Dave. No. No, <laughs> I think if you look at like Tanner's Tanner's teams, he he either is up in first place, second place, or last place. And one thing he's yeah, done well that. is he makes some crazy trades sometimes, but other times he will move. He's not afraid to move players mm-hmm. and draft first overall. Like I think ideally with an zero three team with a lot of great young wide receiver depth, just torpedoing your team can probably be the best thing you could do to win a championship <laughs> in a year or two. Let me ask you guys a question here. I just started looking on Twitter to find you know, potential Michael Thomas trades. What's he going for in Dynasty right now? And here's an interesting one that would actually work out pretty well for Dave, I think. I don't know if I'd make it. I'm just curious to get your opinion. Michael Thomas straight up for Jonathan Taylor and Evan Ingram. I don't, th- I don't think I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. That fills a very big hole for Dave at running back. And that gets mm-hmm. him a starting tight end, which I mean, I'm not too worried about tight end myself. You can you can find those guys cheap at least this season. Yeah, well, consider with Ingram's health. Yeah, but he's like, I mean, he's not the big piece for me, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You have, then all of a sudden you're looking at Taylor Swift, Melvin Gordon as your running backs, wide receiver. You still have Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown. I, th- I think the, Henry Ruggs quite a few pieces. I, I think it's not bad in terms of if it's fair or not. I think the issue with Dave's team is he just has nothing at quarterback, and that's what's really holding his team back. That's true. So I would prefer to move, like, if I could move Michael Thomas for one of the top five quarterbacks, that would be something I'd be interested in. I really that's why nobody in this league has anybody. Any, like, they don't want to give. It's hard, hard to give up a quarterback. No, trading for a quarterback yes. is next to impossible. And you, have to, one o- of the most you have to really yeah. overpay for a quarterback. And I don't mm-hmm. know if Michael Thomas is the guy I want to overpay with to get a quarterback. I you might have to trade Michael Thomas for like a Josh Allen or Kyler Murray straight up. Yep. Yep. And that's t- that's tough to swallow. If I was the Josh Allen owner, if he's one of my, if he's my second first or second quarterback, I'm not making that deal either. As much as I love mm-hmm. Michael Thomas, I think like quarterbacks in Superflex are just so fucking important. I have Josh Allen, by the way, in that league. So it's cool. I think Nick's looking for Michael it's Thomas now. <laughs> the, I think the the biggest thing is I think the you have to decide what you want to do this year. I think I think f- forget about this year personally, and acquire pieces and move pieces constantly. Mm-hmm. Like when you get a player that hits, put them on the board, send some offers out. Yeah, like Frank Gore. Like there's going to be somebody that might use Frank Gore. Like somebody might be a contending team. You might be able to get. A shit a fourth. piece for him, like a fourth that could a turn fourth. out to be a third with another player that could turn out to be a second with another player. Like trade, trade, yep. trade up assets. Trade up assets. Yeah, you don't need like I see all these people acquiring seconds, thirds, and fourth round picks all the time. A second round pick, sure. I don't really want a third. I don't really want a fourth, and I don't want a fifth. I want to use yes, a fifth okay. and with a piece and get a fourth, and use a fourth at a piece. Ah, uh, so use it as uh, use it as currency. Exactly. Currency. Or on draft day, use your fourth and package it with your second to get a higher second if need be, something like that. Yep. 
Well, these are great ideas, great thoughts. Uh, you're all wrong. There's nothing wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had five potential wide receiver ones that I had to deal with right now. Yep. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great problem to have. Oh. But the thing is, is you're always going to have this problem if you don't yeah. change your life, Dave. <laughs> I've always had We're problems about de- you. dealing with problems. We're worried about you. <laughs> this is actually like the, my biggest. If this is my biggest problem in life right now, I guess I'm not doing too bad, eh? Especially in 2020. <laughs> 2020. And probably 2021. <laughs> yeah, maybe in the 22. In 2022, the whole world burns up, and you know, yeah, California falls in the ocean. So, <laughs> fuck it. it will <laughs> Do whatever you want. Right. I don't care. The world's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's on that depressing note. We do have some guys in here. Oh, no, Dave, we're going work- to do your other five teams now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been look- I've been looking. You're on three in another league, too, man. Which one's the Oh, uh, Shiva, the one I've been rebuilding for 11 years? Also that. that. <laughs> I got some, uh, I got Josh Jacobs there. I don't have a running. A, that's a, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll stick to the one team for today. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do a segment called 0-4. Should you blow your team up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good in redraft, guys. I'm like the opposite of Jay. I'm good in redraft. And not I'm so terrible in redraft. But yeah. I, I think now I think now is the time we move on to some some rookies that might have a little bit of value and some guys that uh, maybe you should be yeah. targeting. See if you got some impatient owners. I think there's a few of those. There's some good uh, we got here. Do-do-do-do-do. I said we're going to start in San Francisco until Jay just... Uh, uh, said things about my team. I say words. Uh, <laughs> Aok? Yeah, he had a breakout week. Is that correct? Did he? I don't know, uh, Nick, you're a bit of a fan of uh, Aok. Yeah, he put up some pretty good numbers this week. I saw some of the clips that he did. I mean, it was, it was I think he scored a touchdown on a jet sweep. He had some good blocking up front. He showed that speed that, um, you know, some of us talked about in the offseason. Um I, I didn't think I thought maybe he'd get more of a role that he's had so far, but um, with Debo returning now, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But um, I, I mean, it's it's yeah, and it's been fine for you know he's a rookie wide wide receiver. I mean, sometimes these guys take three years before they really pop. So I'm not too worried about rookies uh, rookie wide receivers right now. I see you rushed the ball a few times there. Yeah, that's nice. He's got he's got the whole package, man. He's a yeah. He was fun to watch, and I think San Francisco's like this season. We've talked about in, in fantasy how it's kind of the the season of depth, and I think San Francisco is showing that depth is massive in football. Like I've never like yes. when you think about the stars that have been missing from that team, and the fact that they haven't missed a beat with these other guys, uh, it's been it's been fun to watch. What do you guys think of? And this is a guy I own in almost, I think, every other league. I bought the one we were just talking about, and I don't have room for him, obviously, because he's a wide receiver. But Justin Jefferson, mm. Uh, mm. seven mm. of nine, seventy-five yards. Is this guy? How quickly do you think this guy is going to be a legit number one in Minnesota? Is our, is it I, be I think it's, I think the time has come. Like, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I know it seems like it's just a boom. Like first week nine, okay, he kind of uh, was third or fourth in targets. Just you know, give him a couple receptions, get a little feel. Uh, had a good week two, uh, and then poof, week three, he just exploded. Uh, I didn't catch much of that game though, but I don't know if any uh, any of you guys saw that game. There's so many games you can't watch them all at the same time. But um, speak for yourself, Dave. I have 22 TVs. <laughs> Are you going to the bar, Jay? You shouldn't be at bars right now, buddy. I don't have a home. <laughs> 
I but I, I love this guy. Again, I draft him a lot of leagues, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. And I just wonder if you if you guys think he is um, going to be a legit first uh, first guy there in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, speaking of zero and three, Minnesota surprisingly is zero and three. What's the deal with that? What's the defense is banged up and not that great, and you know Kirk Cousins. Their defense was good not too long ago. Yeah, they're struggling a bit there, so they have to kind of. I think they actually have to pass the ball more if they're going to have a chance, any chance at all. So that does bode well for Justin Jefferson. I think of all the rookies that we saw kind of break out this this week, he's the most likely to to continue on that pace this year. Yeah, mm. like the team has to pass more, and there just isn't a lot of other options there. You have Thielen, obviously. You know, otherwise there really haven't been that many targets around. Thielen leads the team this season with 21 targets. Justin Jefferson's already no, had 15 after nine last week. And even Dalvin Cook hasn't been targeted that mm-hmm. much at the running back position. So I think everybody's due for a little bit of a bump in, you know, bump in targets. I think Jefferson's, he's going to benefit from that. I think he's going to be a play for, you know, for yeah. this season, redraft leagues. He's going to be somebody that you're going to be starting this year. He sat on my bench on my redraft team and he sat on there with 27 points and Jay beat me. Yeah, he needed to. He needed to be on the bench this week. He could, no one really saw this this coming, and he's probably not going to replicate this. Probably even again this year. Yeah. Would you start Justin Jefferson over, say, Jarvis Landry? No, I I probably no. would right now, considering Landry's would? been. I would too. Yeah, just yeah. because of what Landry's done this year. Yeah, Landry's not produced so far. A's and an A. Okay. Although Cleveland's playing what, Dallas this week, yeah. I think so. Yeah, there's some sure. pass. There's some passing options there, but I don't know. Okay. Jarvis and Odell have both been such a disappointment. Yeah. Cleveland, what? It's been tough. Is, is Cleveland two and one? They won last week. I feel like they won. They won week two. Did they not win week two? Fact check. Uh, Cle- Cleveland Browns winning percentage. I have to. I have to look up the Cleveland Browns right now. They're two and one. Dave. <laughs> They're two, they are. They are two and one. Okay. But you know, in terms of when you're talking about Jarvis and Odell, and it's. It's much like we kind of predicted. They brought in that run-first offense, and we've seen Nick Chubb and basically Kareem Hunt carry that entire offense yeah. right now. So it, it's not too, too surprising. Both have been absolutely outstanding so far. And we thought Kareem Hunt would eat absolutely. into uh, Nick Chubb, and it turns out he's just eating into the fucking wide receiving core. Yeah. See, yep. see that yep. like, one-handed catch, too? Like, the guy's, he, he's a good oh. receiver. That was a damn good one, too, at running back. The, uh, yeah. I, I think that the, should be the focal point of the offense. Uh, exactly. And I think when you look at what came out of Minnesota was the Kevin Stefanski grounded pound. And even Mike Zimmer grounded said pound. they can no longer rely on ball control, tough defense and discipline to win games. What's that leave you? Kirk Cousins in the wide receiving core. Yeah, so. it's not great for Minnesota fans. I'm less concerned about Jarvis Landry than I am Odell. I think just I, I feel like Jarvis Landry can still do something in that offense. I don't know about mm-hmm. Odell, though. That's, uh, oof. Yeah, he's one week. I own him, and I don't know what to do with points. him. I really don't. Yeah. He's, he, Odell's been tough. He's yeah. become my new Amari Cooper. So he had 22 targets on the year for Odell. So only 13 for Landry. I think Kareem Hunt's actually eating into Landry a bit. Yeah. Because Kareem Hunt seems to be be the guy in the two-minute drill or the guy, yeah. you know, they're to hurry up offense. Or even if they're trailing, he's the dump-off option more often than than Jarvis so far. But with Odell, it's like you're, you're waiting for him to connect on a 50-yard reception to get any fantasy value. And if he doesn't do that, it's going to be a dud. Um, next guy I uh, want to discuss, and I don't own any shares in T Higgins. Um, I, I, I don't know how he's doing, so I hope you guys can fill in some information from there. Tiggins, uh, Tiggins. last week anyway. Uh, Higgins! Higgins! Five of nine targets for 40 yards and two touchdowns 
in the Bengals, what they tied the Eagles. I fucking hate ties and football. Should be <laughs> uh, so stupid. Um, yeah! There should be lots of ties and no ties. None of this one tie every three friggin' years. Uh, but anyways, good for him. Two touchdowns. Giddy up. Ross was a healthy scratch. Oh, okay. Yep. I, uh, now that's you good. Were more surprised than I think everyone else than he was. Yeah. was like, <laughs> he's, even John Ross is probably like, yeah. He's like, sense. fair enough. Can't play. I even play this game. Um, I think Higgins also did he out snap AJ and Tyler Boyd? He did. Holy fucker nuts! Eh? Good AJ for him. Looks lost out there though. Yeah, AJ Green does not look like the same yeah. player. He got a ton of targets. Yeah, through the yeah. first couple of weeks, only six last week. Yeah. I think uh, you're you're seeing you're seeing the, you know, you're seeing the age on him now and the the rust. I guess I never I yeah. never would have thought I'd say that it's Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, then AJ Green, and T Higgins yeah, might be ahead of Tyler Boyd pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so. So that's but, exciting. Uh, so although last week, like all three of the wide receivers for the Bengals have played over seventy five percent of the team snaps. Joe Burrow threw the ball 44 times, fourth most in the league last week. So that was a big game for you know Boyd and Higgins for for targets for that reason. I don't know how often you want to bet on this offense this year, but Higgins is looking like somebody that's that can step up and be a, a fantasy one or two. I put him in Pittman Jr. for some reason. I put those two guys in the same category because they're both tall. Maybe big, not overly quick. Yeah. Their, their ADP is pretty similar if you're looking at r- rookie ADP. Yeah, maybe that's it. I like Higgins more coming in. Um, mm-hmm. He was a guy I was targeting pretty highly. So, yep. yeah, I seem to miss they're that back to back. Yeah. They're back to back right now in ADP. Um, Andy Isabella, who this guy was on my bench. I should have said my Steve. He's going to have a breakout week. Who would have thought he went four for four for four? Okay, that's not a breakout week. He just got the fucking end zone. Yeah. <laughs> but he, 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 he was finally a thing. Yep. He was a thing. So it's, a take, it's taken a while. Uh, good for him. So he didn't miss a catch. I mean, four for four, got in the end zone. Uh, good for him. Uh, who's ahead of him? We got, obviously, you got Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Does that yeah. kind of... Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, Larry Fitzgerald obviously has a spot. But I think the yeah. big thing is, is Kirk. Kirk is always injured. He seems to never be on the field. Larry Fitzgerald has been old for a while now. They're both excellent wide receivers, and Arizona needs that viable threat next to Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the yeah. biggest thing for me with, with Isabella is he had 26 snaps, four targets, two touchdowns. What is he, Mike Mike Evans with less snaps? Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll I think get Mike Evans that. had two yards <laughs> and two touchdowns. But yeah. I think that, that makes me nervous, but I, I feel like like with Kirk coming back potentially this week, I think is he back this week? Kirk, yeah, but um, DeAndre Hopkins didn't practice today, yeah, so I don't have any more information on that. That just came up actually. Mm-hmm. So could be, it could be just maybe could be just we'll a veteran, again. veteran day off kind of thing too. Could be for sure. But I mean, I, can you guys see him supplanting Kirk though on that team? Like Kirk's a pretty talented dude. It's not in, it's not inconceivable to me, but no, I'm not expecting it. So if you had Isabella, okay. what are you doing with him? Are you hoping I for mean, more? Yeah, I think I think you you kind of are hoping for more, but I think really what you're saying is he's this is worth the spot on my dynasty bench now. Where yeah, throughout most of his rookie season and you know heading into this season, it was starting to look like is is there a point in even you know going forward with this guy? Yeah. Now there's a little bit of light. There's a little bit of hope. 
So, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, if he retires, they could be in you know three wide receiver sets there. And if yeah. Kirk continues to be injured all the time, he'll have more opportunities there as well. Like, yeah. Like, so, you know, he's exactly. up like WR2. It's funny. Like, I mean, look back on this team last year, you had Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella, and Hakeem Butler. Hakeem Butler was the one that I was most excited about. Yeah, and I'm finally excited about him again because he's now yes, going to be you. a tight end in Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. A thousand times. The land of tight ends, but I love the conversion for him because he his size is more of a Evan Ingram type tight end where he's not going to be much of a pass blocker, I don't think, but he's going to be a definite. No. He's going to be a good move tight end. Yeah, I had him. I actually had him in the dock as someone that I'm looking to buy for very cheap right now. You can get him for nothing or waiver wire in some leagues. Yeah, waiver wire probably. Yeah, 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 and maybe he'll follow the uh, the Darren Waller the Darren Waller approach and you know yeah. just convert from wide receiver to tight end and. End up being a target monster. I saw when he, he can end up being the number two behind uh, Dallas Goddard next exactly. year. Exactly, and I saw when he was cut, he a lot of people dropped him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't. No, he well. was injured all last year with what, like he had like a hangnail or something. Like it was the dankest fucking injury ever. <laughs> and we, we made fun. Of, we made fun of a guy in high school for that because he'd always like not come to gym class. Well, hangnail, like hangnail, hangnail. <laughs> uh, I think this is. Uh, I think. I think with Isabella, I think with the fact that Fitzgerald. I mean, is, do you think it could be his last year? Pro- it wouldn't surprise me. It would surprise me like two more, though. I hope so, just to make room for these guys. And Fitzy's not a guy who I, I, like, you really want to play at this point. I don't think he no. gets the production yeah, think like he used now to. Now's not the time to buy Isabella, but now's the time. If you have him on your bench, you're pretty excited, at least for the future. Absolutely. Yeah, these guys we're talking about, um, it's definitely the guys that you should be excited. We're going to touch on some guys that you might be getting a little bit nervous about in a moment with their production so far. But one more guy before we do that is we want to talk. I don't know how this guy got into the dock, but Gabriel Davis. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, he had a breakout game. Okay. Um, I didn't see that one coming Four catches for 81 yards. Uh, good for him. He's, I think he's currently sitting at war four, the WR four behind, uh, Diggsies, Brownsies and Colsies, uh, Beasley's. Yep. Um, okay. Cole Beasley. I like that guy. Uh, so yeah, he's number four. So he had a he had a good week. That, that Buff- you guys must be really excited to have a a, a Buffalo team that doesn't suck. Yeah, but as Bills fans, it's a nice change. We assume they're going it's a nice to. change. Like, you guys even you guys could you not win that division. Text thread. Bills are looking awesome today. Oh, they fucking blew it again. Oh, this and they're back. <laughs> oh, what a roller coaster! Like it, it was. It's just, yeah, that was a hell of a game. It was. The Rams. It was, yeah, it was, my, it was the most enjoyable game of the of the week for me. Yeah, and the, and the Rams probably should have won that one. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know if you're being honest, you're welcome. <laughs> I like to give you guys a, a win every once in a while. You know, 20, 28 to three, the most dangerous lead at the half. Just ask the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh well, it's early, but yeah, great. But yeah. I mean, it, it, it was nice to see us out of Gabriel Davis, though. I was a fan of him when we were doing yeah. shows around, uh, you know, around Christmas time last year. As a potential potential big body guy that could get in the end zone. I think he could potentially complement Steph Diggs pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you na- you nailed this one, Ty. You you called the you called Davis quite a, quite a number of months ago. So definitely props for you. And listen, he he looks outstanding. I mean, he he's doing all the little things that Sean McDermott likes and Brian Dable likes. He's been great doing pass blocking when asked to and run blocking. So he's getting on the field. He's the largest wide receiver on the field. I mean, he makes Diggs look like a midget basically. I think D- Davis is six foot three. Um, he shows great hands. I mean, if you looked at his touchdown reception two weeks ago, 
sort of bailed out Josh Allen that way. Um, I see his role growing. And it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if he's the WR2 in Buffalo next year. If by next year he's the WR2, I will not be shocked whatsoever. He is showing to be quite outstanding so far. Would you be surprised? Or, or just or not just not shocked? I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, wouldn't be, surprised. be surprised. Nor shocked? No. Nope. Would you be surprised if he wasn't WR2? Nope. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. I'll buy it. Uh, now let's uh, backpedal a bit here. I kind of skipped over some stuff from earlier, and these are more kind of guys that you may want to target, who may not be like the guys we were just discussing. May not be off to a quick start, or they might be injured, and guys might be like looking to move them a little bit prematurely, and you might be able to capitalize on these guys. And the first guy. I want to talk about here. Um, Jerry Judy is on the list here. There's a little trouble in QB town. Uh, I think Joe Flacco is going to come back. I hope so. I can put him in my old flex spot, my old dynasty uh, point uh, team there. A little bit quarterback trouble there. He's uh, averaging, what do we got here? About eight targets a a week as a rookie, uh, which is pretty nice. Eight targets a week. That's pretty solid. Uh, quarterback situation is obviously a concern. Just mentioned uh, a breakout could be coming. I haven't. I don't. I didn't get any Judy shares in any of our leagues. Unfortunately, as much as I like the guy, I just mm-hmm. wasn't in the position to get him. I was getting better players. Um, <laughs> You're picking higher. Uh, I think. I think the big thing is when I put these guys in the dock. I put a couple rookies in here that, you know, that had some shine coming in, and I think the bigger the hype is for the guy, the less patient people are with them. And I feel like Jerry mm-hmm. Judy might be a guy that a, a team that was really excited about him might be maybe may, might have lowered their price a touch on him based on situation, based on his, you know, ba- based on, you know, the production Things. coming into the season, quarterbacks. The quarterbacks, like the Broncos are 0-3. Like there's, there's a lot going on here. Hey, I can relate. Yeah. Um, and, and Judy, to be fair, hasn't looked outstanding this year. He's made a couple of mistakes, a couple of drops. Yeah. Um. But the usage is great. Eight targets per week for your first three weeks as a rookie wide receiver. Has he seen that, the end zone? Fantastic. Has he seen the end zone? No. Nah, no. No. Oh, okay. So he's he has not. He only, he only okay. has one or four catches for twenty plus. Okay. Most of his his catches have come in sub twenty. Okay. Thirteen. Receivers. But if somebody's say if somebody's willing to sell him for you know ninety cents on the dollar, even for what he came into the year at, I'm I'm buying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking cool. of ninety cents in the dollar, I think I, I'm. I own a lot of the Jalen Rager shares, but you got to think he's ninety cents in the dollar, maybe eighty cents in the dollar now. Yeah, I was thinking 80, about 80, yeah. 84 cents to be exact. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, Jay. I know you're a big fan, and you might be able to get somebody because he's gonna. Be, he's out till what week? Six, seven? Uh, it could be seven to nine, week, even. So seven to nine. Yeah, okay. So the, the buy is what I think it's week eight. So yeah. it's looking like week seven or week nine. Right. Um, being on the IR, having Carson Wentz as your quarterback this year, the Eagles are a fucking mess. Um, yeah. I think it's a perfect storm for maybe getting some a little more value than you would have had to pay, or paying a little less value than what you, what you had to pay post draft. Because there's there's yeah, a lot of like, rookies that have just like skyrocketed. Like C.D. Lamb, James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Burrow, they've all seen some significant success. Those aren't guys I'm targeting because I'm just going to pay way too much for them. Regor had a lot of hype, and he's got some value. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, not wrong. 
No, I think if you if you if you have a contending team and you're thinking you're going to be picking somewhere between ten to twelve range, you could easily trade your first for Rager if you felt so inclined. I think at this point, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that just want to get out of that situation. Yeah. Are people are people that might have a contending team at the same time, but might have I don't know maybe Christian McCaffrey's hurt, maybe someone else in their team's hurt, and they don't you know they they, they need some starters. There's a, I mean yeah. this has been the seat like week week two Ooh. was a, week two was a fucking apocalypse. Ooh, it's so if you lost one of those great players in week two like Michael Thomas or Christian McCaffrey or you know you're down something and you have Jalen Rager sitting on your bench, maybe you're thinking of flipping him for. For a startable piece right now, and somebody like you know, you look at you know, yeah. like Dave's team, for instance. You you what? could trade one of those excellent older wide receivers, get Jalen Rigor plus back for them. Yeah, because you you might be able to trade Robbie Anderson and a you know a draft pick for him. So Jay? a team that's desperate enough. Jay, are you desperate enough? I well, you won't give up. I'm Rigor. pretty sure I have Rigor, and I don't think <laughs> I really want Robbie Anderson, but uh, I'll have a look. Yeah. Well, let's have a look see. Um, we talked about this guy earlier before the show because I had a trade offer for him. But Denzel Mimsy, uh, he's on IR right now. Uh, yeah, la, 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 just, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Jay, I think also you mentioned Gates might be gone too. Is that just, is that just wishful thinking? No, or, that's yeah, been reported that if they if they oh, okay. lose, if, I, I, report it must be I true. I don't, I don't get this personally. Like if they lose, Adam Gase is a bad coach and he's fired. But if they win, he can continue to coach. It makes, it makes no zero sense to me. Sense to me. If you don't think he's a good coach, he should be gone. If you think he's a good coach, right. this week should not matter. But the Broncos will be starting a guy that's a UDFA as a quarterback. So if you lose, you're probably fucked. But I think at the same time, Denzel Mims is a guy we all... I know I liked him a lot. I think Ty really liked him. Nick, I'm pretty sure, was pretty high on him too. And Dave, I think Dave liked him too. He did. He, did. he kind of grew so, on me a little so bit. So Mimsy is a guy we yeah. love post-draft. I still love him today. I'm a little conf- I'm a little conflicted on Darnold and Gaze, but uh, I mean I liked Darnold coming into the season. So yikes! Yep. Want to see what happens without Adam Gaze? Um, unfortunately, the Thursday night game this week, they are playing the Broncos, and they could conceivably win that game. That's gonna be a hell of a game, eh, guys? Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! Yeah, who's what looking forward to that Thursday night game? That was. But, uh, I think it's, I think I can speak for pretty much all most NFL fans collectively and just say, I just, I hope the jets lose and Adam Gase gets fired just so we can kind of free, just free everybody of Adam Gase. Yeah. I think I can, I You're think I can right. For most people here is I will watch the highlight, not the game, <laughs> yeah. not the highlights, the highlight, the, the kick, that 56 yard field goal. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier about buying into guys like with, with rigor, with the situation of Carson Wentz and Mims is another guy that I would look to purchase as well. He was probably drafted in your second round of your dynasty league. I mean, if someone's willing to say, you know what? I just want rid of this guy. He's hurt. He's with Adam Gase. Sam Darnold looks terrible. If you could trade a third round pick for Denzel Mims, I'd absolutely do that right now. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, in a heartbeat. You got to think this draft is one of our deeper drafts. It's going to be one of the deepest drafts probably in the next probably five years and probably the previous five years. So you have a 10-year draft where you have some of the best players and one of the, some of the deepest players. A second-round pick this year is definitely better than a third-round pick next year. A second-round pick this year mm-hmm. might be as good as a first-round pick in two years. Yeah. So you, you, you got to think of that, too. You got to think. Idiots, you gotta think. <laughs> idiots, <laughs> idiots. Think about idiots. Let's talk about the Lions. OC. I don't know. I don't know. Just kidding. Uh, Daryl Bevel uh, said DeAndre Swift will continue to spell 
Adrian, like spell Adrian Peterson? Like when he pees or what do you mean? Spell. What's this come mean? On, come on in relief of. Uh, not s- spell his name. or Not, not magic potion. Relieve himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So that's a bit of a just a change up. Between Are you expecting carry on. anything John? else from mm-hmm. the Lions though? No. Yeah. Do I have to yell about Matt Patricia again? No, at you're, this point, you're my neighbors off. think my fucking girlfriend's name is Patricia, and I'm always yelling at her. <laughs> yeah. She's having an affair with someone named Matt, and she's very angry about it. I yeah. think it's the, the 29% snap Gase. share and the 2.5 <laughs> yards per carry that really pissed me off about yeah. my girlfriend named Patricia. Because, <laughs> like, that, that is a little concerning. No one expected, like, I mean, did any of us expect Swift to do anything this year in reality? No, no, not really. Nope. Happy to draft him, but yeah, in reality, it was it was the next. Yeah. It was well, it's buying in for next year. Think, you know, if given a chance, I think that two point five yards per carry definitely you know rectifies itself, and he's shown that he can be a good receiving back. Yeah, he needs the opportunity though, and I don't know when that's coming. As soon mm-hmm. as Matt Patricia's gone, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and Peterson just goes away. Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, as we kind of predict this narrative uh, along with how they were like to run the show there. Uh, here are some we oh, we just touched on this guy and I didn't know this information because I'm not that smart. Low investment options. We got to talk about Hakeem Butler. So he is now listed as you guys mentioned as a tight end for the Eagles. Well, fuck you to do to do. All right, that's excellent. Good for him. That as I think Ty mentioned, uh, great. Waiver wire low, but like a buy low, just kind of a guy you can pick up in some leagues, depending how deep your leagues are. Just sitting there, take me, take me. I'm an eagle. You might <laughs> soar like an eagle. So, DJ Dallas, that's uh, another guy I put in there. He's 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 somebody that I'm looking to pick up for pretty cheap. Chris Carson injuries. He's in a contract here. And Carlos Hyde, Travis Homer in front of him. You know, we still don't know what's going to happen with Penny. She's saying I should grab Dallas over Travis Homer. Yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> long, long term, yes. For well, I think sure. I think Homer's DJ got a Dallas role now, though. To draft, whereas Travis Homer was probably available in the waiver wire. That's probably why yeah. he's probably still available. No, David. Dave, no, I got him. <laughs> no, no. We can talk, Nick. We can talk trade, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Thomas and Homer. But like, is anyone surprised that Chris Carson's injured again? No. I'm not. I, I thought he was just questionable. You, I, I didn't think he was no, out. No, he's out there in the next two weeks. I mean, I saw the play. It was a dirty play by the Dallas player. Very like he kind was of dirty. Like it was like bushing, an alligator yeah. roll. Like it was brutal. But we, we've seen this with Chris Carson. We've talked about this. The guy just can't stay healthy, nor can Rashad Penny. So like we're kind of alluding to, maybe DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, someone, someone steps up, gets some snaps, gets some targets, does something. But... He says there's a shot for Chris Carson to play. He's this is questionable. He might play, but he's probably uh, a safer guy to play. Let me see. I don't think they play him. I'm gonna put Gibson in. There you go. Good call. Put Gibson in. I think the biggest yeah. thing with that is that Seattle's a great place to run the ball, and anyone who's starting for Seattle is worth and starting your kids. in your lineup. Yeah, especially Russell Wilson right now is on pace for 75 touchdowns this year. <laughs> Did you see what was that stat? He could throw forty nine interceptions and still, ha- and oh, still yeah. have a better QB rating than Carson then, Wentz. Uh, yeah, yeah. forty nine straight interceptions, interceptions. on forty nine passes. <laughs> yeah, we'll touch on Wentz. He's shortly. 
All right, coming all over the place here. So yeah, you're, taking, you're taking us on a ride here, Dave. We're, uh, a ride. The dock is all over the place. <laughs> all right, next on the list. These are some slow starts. We're going to continue some slow starts. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. Yeah, some more podcasts. Somewhat, <laughs> somewhat concerned, or is it time to buy? This is a segment called Time to Buy. Just kidding. This is no. Well, you can call it whatever you uh, want. I can. We'll, we'll call it time to buy. Time to buy. Starting Somewhat concerned. Time to buy. Currently, RP thirty-seven and half PPR after three weeks, averaging three point two yards per carry and just nine targets and seven receptions through three weeks. That's Joe Mixon we're talking about here. What's the deal? Is it time to buy Mixon? Tie time to buy Mixon. Maybe depends what he's what he's being sold for. I was always kind of the thought that uh, people were too high on Joe Mixon. Yeah, me too. I think I a lot been. of yeah, I think a lot of people just got too too behind that he's going to be a great pass catching back narrative when he hasn't really shown that in the NFL just yet. Yeah, yeah. on pace for thirty seven receptions this year, which which is fine, but you know that kind of puts him in line with you know his previous totals 30, 43, 35, which is fine, but it's it's it's, it's not super high. Gio Bernard still. You know, he still gets a lot of receptions there. Remember him? Receptions, he was, uh, 15 targets this year. He's a viable starter in leagues, Bernard. Yeah, he's going to have – yeah, he has his weeks where, he's, where he still is if Mixon yeah. gets hurt. I, I think the whole Geo reception thing tied to add to that. If you uh, Did you watch last week's game? I did not watch yeah. the Cincinnati. Joe, yeah, their O-line is their O-line They've is been garbage. terrible. It's supposed to be improved, but they've been terrible. But at the same time, when Joe Mixon catches a pass, he eludes two tackles, three tackles, and then he hits the ground. Gio Bernard just catches it. Nothing happens after. And falls. He falls down after that. Like with with a stiff breeze. So the, Gio Bernard is hindering the team and Joe Mixon. Mixon and Mixon. That's a good thing. Okay. Uh, Mixon. So yeah. So it looks like we're maybe a little bit uh, not us specifically, uh, though I was a little bit hyped up about Mixon uh, myself, thinking this is going to be his really his first really breakout year, but it's not really started out that way. So people might be selling him, and you might be able to get him for ninety eight cents on the dollar. So he still is fifth in the NFL in carries. So there seems to be a guaranteed workload there. Yeah, volume volume is there. Yes, I just wish to be if he had a better uh, as as Nick mentioned, if he had a better uh, O line. Yeah. So I, I have no doubt he finishes the year better than he's produced now for fantasy. It's just entering the year, he was being taken as the seventh running back off the board behind McCaffrey, Saquon, Kamara, Zeke, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Dalvin Cook. To me, that was just that so, was extremely high, and I don't think he finishes anywhere so in that before, range. Before Jacobs, then? Did you say yeah. Jacobs? Mm-hmm. Before Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan oh. Taylor, Miles Sanders, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, like those... Um, yeah, well, you know, they're all better. Aaron than Jones, like those are all guys <laughs> that I'll take ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, okay, I, I still think Mixon's like a top ten fringe, top ten talented running back, but I wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if his ADP, even within the next month or two, is outside of the top ten running backs. And I think it mostly has to do with the emergence of guys like. Jacobs and Taylor and I mean Sanders even shown well pretty well the last couple of weeks even though he was injured he missed a week but I mean Mixon's produced the last two years I think the big issue right now has been game script the Bengals have been behind they don't trust him to catch the pass the O-line is terrible he's not getting a lot of production that way um, I wouldn't look to sell Mixon low 
and get out of that right now. Um, if I was looking to buy him, I may pick, poke my nose into that and see what I can get for him. But I wouldn't be a guy that would just panic and just sell the guy. Because I still think being tied to Burrow and potentially that Bengals explosive offense is something I want to be a part of. That's fair. Now, who wants to be the first to admit they were wrong about Kenyon Drake? He sucks. Oh, he's, he's good. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. Kenyon, I'm kidding, buddy. Drake, we love you. Um, he hasn't been doing so hot, though. Let's be honest. He could be doing better. Is it him? Is it not you? Is it me? Uh, is, it, is, is it another O-line situation in Arizona? Or is it just pass-heavy team? Or Murray likes to, to do, it, uh, do it himself, I'm guessing. Uh, is it Chase Edmonds? What is it? Nick, Jay, Ty, what is going on there in the Arizona backfield? I'll just say it was it's his body mass index and leave it at that. Nick and the BMI. <sighs> I don't know. I, have, I haven't seen enough. Of, they have, they yeah. have a really good wide receiver now as opposed to just three other really good wide receivers. So I'm not worried yet. The volume is yes. there. 28 in PPR. Or B28. Yeah, but tons of volume. Chase Edmonds is not getting nearly as many looks as I thought he would. So that has to give you, you know, some hope if you're a Drake owner. Beats by Drake. You have a lot of hope. I think the fact okay. that fourth and carries. So, so my, you think people uh, you know, might be panicking and maybe trading him? Would you? Are you giving up um, a second for him? I would definitely, definitely. trade a second for him. Yes, 100%. definitely. I'd give up a first for him. If I oh, I'm oh I'm the idiot. Okay. Well, second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, give, I give up a first, not one of your first days. No, no, I give up one of Ty's for sure. No. <laughs> he's got one touchdown through three games yeah. I mean I that, think that's where that's where he's missing in some of his fantasy points right now um, but it's pretty evident that you know the Cardinals want to pass the ball and they want to pass the ball to those receivers and Drake has become a little bit of an afterthought in terms of production near the goal line but I think we should see his volume in terms of fantasy production increase but He's someone to monitor and be very, I'd be very weary if I owned him right now. It's concerning. So I thought that's why I kind of stayed away from uh, Drakey Poo. It's like, it's he's like a he's like a mole that's worth monitoring. Like it's not cancerous yet, but just keep an eye on it. Take a photo once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take a photo. Make sure it's not growing or anything. Oh, Freckles, ugly cousin. The mole. All right, uh, Mike Evans. I got a message. So like Evans, two receptions, two, two TDs on two yards. Apparently, uh, this week that's uh, oh, that's nasty. that's something. That's yards per touchdown of one. Yeah, week one, two, one reception for two yards and a touchdown. Uh, week two, he exploded for 104 yards on seven catches and a TD. So he's getting he's got in the end zone uh, every week. He's got four TDs, so he's he's not hurting you. That's for sure. But if those TDs regress. He is hurting you. Um, I guess the question is, um, well, I mean, you got Godwin in and out too with some with some injuries, so that definitely could affect uh, Evans' production. But what do you guys think about offense so far with Tom Brady at the helm uh, in regards to O.J. Howard uh, and, and Evans and 
and Godwin and and Gronk. Gronk again last week. Gronk. Did he? Oh, well, what has he done? I haven't uh, watched any Tampa Bay other than the first bit of the first week. Well, I've seen him chug down the sidelines a few times. Like he's he moves Chugging. like a he moves like a locomotive that's just starting up. Like he's just not moving great. Out of steam. Because yep. we all know trains work on. I don't steam. know if he's a, I don't know if he's a coal train or a steam engine train or what type of train, but it doesn't look good. Seven targets last week for Gronk. I think the Seven issue with like targets for the year too. <laughs> for the year, yeah. <laughs> I I think Jay kind of nailed this. You know, you kind of spoke about Jay in the offseason that you didn't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense was going to be as prolific as many were Ooh. believing it to be. You kind of said Tom Brady, Tom Brady maybe wasn't going to be a guy that was going to put up huge numbers, and so far. You know, a lot of that's come to fruition. We've seen the usage is very strange. Godwin in and out of the lineup. Evans with 576 yards. He's on pace for and 21 touchdowns. Gronk, the two running back, three running back situation back there. They're, they're becoming a giant pain in the butt in terms of <laughs> who to play each week. I mean, Fantasy, Leonard Fournette, yeah. is it Ronald Jones? The only guy I feel comfortable with, with is Chris Godwin right now. And of course, Evans a little bit, but based on his past usage. But they're a confusing offense right now, and I'm not sure what they even know what they're going to be doing moving forward. When is a team helmed by Tom Brady not been a confusing offense? That's a good they, point. They, yeah. like, I, like we talked about earlier, they might be a better team with Tom Brady, but they're not going to be a better fantasy team. And like we, yep. and and we've seen O.J. Howard with a touchdown. That was incredible. Like He was actually useful once. But at the end of the day, yeah, Chris Godwin, to me, is the only receiver that I'm comfortable with, too. Because he he kind of yeah. fits that Tom Brady receiver mold. He's bigger he's, than Edelman. He's bigger Edelman. than Walker. Yeah. But he's still like he's kind of between Randy Moss and Julian Edelman. Like he's somewhere in between the two of those. He's not as fast or as mm-hmm. athletic as Moss. But he's not as small and shifty as Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. He's kind of somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. And that's that, I mean that that's a bit concerning with Mike Evans because I think if the touchdowns dry up, which I don't know if they will, because he's almost using Evans as a touch as a, as a tight end. Like he's 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 yeah. giving him those short little passes in the end zone. You know, for for a guaranteed catch, because Evans, I mean, really, you take Mike Evans and put him beside Evan Ingram. Like, do they look any different? No, not really. He's, he's got the body no. size of a tight end and the athleticism of a wide receiver, and that I mean, Jameis Winston, as much as he's much maligned for his 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 uh, untimely turnovers, he still could chuck the ball down the field. It might be to the other team. He was a chucker, and he's he was still a not allowed to use my bathroom, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not pee all over the is this floor. T- is this become the New England Patriots, where it's a team where you, I mean, you're a little nervous of every peripheral piece? Yeah, it's frustrating. Yes, the answer is yes to that question. You it is frustrating because I mean, if you own Mike Evans, you have to start him every week. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, but it's a bit concerning. Like I think Mike Evans is a much better player than being this team's Jordan Howard. 100. <laughs> percent Where it's two touches for two touchdowns, and like I think he's you know we saw week two 104 yards at least, so. Hopefully, with uh, with Godwin out, Evans gets a bit more play, gets a little more comfortable. Brady, we don't have to yeah. worry about this. Evans kind of had a had a weird year last year too, where he had he was kind of he was yeah, a couple kind of goose eggs, yeah. And when he went when he went yes, off, yeah. like fuck, did he go off? But if you own him, are you thinking about maybe moving him for you know for for or for someone a little more consistent, or, or are you going to ride the the, the the highs and 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 weather the lows? Weather the lows. Enjoy the highs. That's a good question, Jay. I'm not going to answer it. Okay. I don't know. That's a tough question. That is a tough question, actually. I'm asking myself that question right now because I own Mike Evans. If I I get a fair fair offer, I'll take it. 
I mean, you talked about his inconsistency. We we spoke a little bit about that last year that he didn't have any wide re- wide receiver two weeks. He only had weeks of wide receiver one or wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how often do That's we correct. see a guy with his size and his athleticism kind of fall off the cliff quickly? It happens. Every, it's happened before. Every two, every two minutes, buddy. So, just know. happened right as we right as you said that. I never thought happened. I'd say this, but I'd, I'd honestly say right now I might be looking to move Mike Evans on his next really big week. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go well, out. You got Ty's attention. He's interested. I'm interested in two and other things. Interested. I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested. Actually, I've never been interested in DJ Moore. I've never been a fan, never owned him, don't like him, and uh, I don't feel too bad about that right now, but I do wish him better. Uh, he's currently sitting at WR29 after three weeks. Again, guys, guys, it's early. It's so early in a weird year. <laughs> and shockingly, Dave, he's the only wide receiver you don't have in Dynasty Half Point PPR. <laughs> <laughs> And for a good reason, he's WR twenty nine. I don't, uh, I don't deal with those people. I only deal with the top ten. Uh, but yeah, week one, four for fifty four. He had a great week too for yardage anyway, eight for one twenty, and then uh, he only had two catches last week. So uh, we're only four targets in week three, fourteen pre. So he had some targets early. So it's a little, uh, little wonky there for DJ Moore. You do have Robbie Anderson in there because I, of course, have the better of the two. Uh, do you think it's a Q, is it is the QB an issue, do you guys think? I know we always talked about Bridgewater just being uh, short passes and DJ Moore being a long guy. I don't really think that is the case, but what do I know? I'm on three. So what do you guys think uh, is going on with Moore? And you, and you think it's a good time to maybe buy him on with somebody kind of like, ooh, I'm not sure I want this guy. I'm going to have to trade him. And you might be able to get a little bit uh, better of a deal on him, a little bit of a discount. I not clearance, say, not clearance, but like a like a sale, like a, a there's a difference between a sale and a clearance. For me, I, I I will say definitely if you're able to buy DJ Moore, I'm 100 percent in on that. My only question with DJ Moore is, like, I don't know what his red zone usage is going to be. I think he only has one one target in the red zone this year, and only six touchdowns in 36 career games. I don't know if that's just big stat, you know, eh? If you're not getting in the end zones. And, yeah, I don't know if that's something that's just going to change. That's just on the start of his career. Who knows? But he, I think he's a fantastic receiver. Um, I don't think I don't think you can blame Teddy. DJ Moore's ninth in air yards, tenth in targets this year, but only zero touchdowns. He's bound to hit the end zone a couple times. He'll, he'll rebound. I think he's safe. It's so important to get into that paint, to get in the red zone. It's so important because that gets you points. Am I right, guys? Gets you yeah, points. Sometimes a player's ability to score touchdowns for a period of time can color our perception of what a player is. And I think that's what's happening with DJ Moore. I think he's a better wide receiver than his stats show. And he's on a better team than what his stats show. He's a new coach, a new quarterback for a new system in a year where we didn't have a fucking training camp. It's going to come. I think Ty nailed it on the head. Like, I'll take ninth in air yards. I'll take the targets he's getting. I am not super concerned about touchdowns. If, I mean, let's just say at the end of the season he's got two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm fucking worried. But like, I mean, yeah. Julio Jones put together some great seasons with some pretty abysmal touchdown numbers. This guy's excellent wide receiver. Teddy Bridgewater is better than we think, and I think it's. I think things are just turning up for him right now. For me, is time to buy DJ Moore. And they're a buy. You can't argue the talent. Absolutely right. He's got the talent. He's a hell of a talent. He's just not transition. Uh, he's not. It's not showing in fantasy, as you guys say. Yeah. Which, uh, just to add on to Teddy Bridgewater here. 
among 33 qualifiers at the quarterback position, fourth in completion rate, seventh in yards per attempt, 1.9% TD rate. That is absurdly low. That's going to go up, absolutely, and DJ Moore will he'll, he'll benefit from that at least to a degree. Straight up! What about with, um, with McCaffrey out? McCaffrey gets a lot of touchdowns. I, I don't know if you guys have noticed that. He typically gets in the end zone a lot. <laughs> I've, heard, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard. Do you think the team is just not going to get those touchdowns, or do you think those touchdowns, will, uh, someone else is going to um, do it for him? <laughs> this, this is a team got. that had Cam Newton as their starting quarterback for the last, what, seven years? Teddy Bridgewater is the opposite quarterback of Cam Newton. I think... I think yeah. the better things are coming for Carolina at the end of the season than they are at the start of the season. Let's keep an eye. I mean, we all love Teddy. All right, let's let's talk. We have to talk about Carson Wentz, guys. Everyone's concerned. I would love to see Jalen Hurts get in there because that gives me a flex option, as you guys know I am missing right now. Um, brutal start as it says here, uh, seems to be regressing. Fans are calling for Jalen Hurts. That's not a good sign. When you're, Dave's calling. Eagles fans, fans are, are they're, Santa Claus they're is a tough booed. crowd. No pun intended. <laughs> they are literally, literally a tough crowd. Uh, so, yeah. I heard Mark Wahlberg's making a movie right now where he tries out to be the starting quarterback of this team. And oh, single-handedly stops 9-11 at the same time. I will watch anything with Mark Wahlberg. Anything. I won't watch anything with him in it. We're at a crossroads. Oh, I guess I guess we're not yeah. watching movies together, no, Jay. I was going to bring the popcorn. <laughs> nor, nor have we <laughs> ever, so I feel like I'm missing out. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wentz, have, Wentz was paid, and now he sucks. That never happens unless you play for the Montreal Canadiens. No one's going to get that joke. Uh, and then the matchups are at... Uh, Matchups aren't great over the next few weeks. The uh, 49ers, the Steelers, they're they're 3-0, and aren't they? They're looking mighty fine. Yep. Defense is back to the Steel Curtain days. Hell of a defense. Uh, Ravens, tough, but they just come off a tough loss. They're going to be looking to win, so not a great, not an ideal schedule for these birds in the sky. Eagles aren't looking too fierce. They're more looking like pigeons or <laughs> what have Swallows. you. Not. I wouldn't say doves because doves are quite attractive. Swallows, yeah. Uh, Just three touchdown passes in three games. That's not good quarterback numbers. When you have like Higby getting three in one game, you have a quarterback who's got three in three weeks. So uh, he's got six picks. Wow. Okay. I I don't. I didn't. I should have read this first. He really sucks this year so far. (laughs) What a guy. He's a good-looking guy, but God, he's terrible this year. So, is it because of the red hair, Dave? Is that why you think he's uh, good-looking? Well, oh, I didn't have noticed, but he's almost as good-looking as Dalton. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's this guy? Who's who's Marty Mordenweg? Who's this Mar- fucker? Marty Morningwood. 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 Wegg. I always call him that. Uh, he's, he's the offensive <laughs> consultant for the Eagles right now. He's the former OC for the Ravens. Yeah. And apparently, legend has it he was one of the big people behind drafting Lamar Jackson. There was some talk that he was one of the guys that said to make him a tight end, too, which he's refuted. Um, but he's with the Eagles now, and apparently he was a big fan of uh, bringing in Jalen Hurts. So maybe they see a bit of the Lamar magic in Jalen Hurts. Who knows? That's one of the kind of popular Twitter theories right now, though. Okay. Okay, here's my take on Carson Wentz. Please, please share. Here's my take. I think it's not time to panic. 
he's going to get blown up the next three weeks, and I'm not going to be surprised. And I'd be looking to buy low, and here's why. He has nobody at wide receiver right now. He has no offensive line. Miles Sanders is coming back from injury. I'm not surprised he sucks right now. Like, really. I'm not surprised. They've had some tough matchups the first couple weeks. Um, and he's he has literally nothing to help him out right now. So I'm not surprised whatsoever that he's playing terrible right now. And I'd look to buy. But doesn't that what separates the greats from the not greats is that you can play with nothing? I don't know if you can play with nothing. Well, he doesn't have nothing. He's got Deshaun. He's healthy, surprisingly. He's like 80 yards up the field while fucking Carson Wentz is getting his ass handed <laughs> to him 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think we often, not we don't, we know the importance of the whole line because they got really, come, like even look at Brady. If you look at how he does with pressure, he sucks. He's he one of the best, best quarterbacks of all time. Most quarterbacks do not like oh, pressure. I mean, no. we saw Lamar Jackson last week. He looked awful. Yeah, he did. unless are, you can are run. We, are, are we just going to sell Lamar Jackson now because he threw for under 100 yards or whatever yeah, it was? Uh, well, I'm buying, buddy. I'm in the market. You're selling. Right. <laughs> Give you Michael right. Thomas. So, Straight up, one for one. I just don't think it's time to panic on Carson Wentz just yet. Yeah. It's really uh, early to panic on anybody, really. Sell. I think he's st- no. Uh, he was still he was still a great quarterback for a year or two. He still had some some things like I uh, watching him escape traffic two years ago before his ACL injury was, was magic. And I think the biggest thing for me that worries me about Carson's not this year necessarily. It's the fact that he still hasn't really been that great since his ACL injury. It's fair. Yeah. So I, I am with Nick though. I do, I do think the time it's actually the time to buy Carson Wentz for me in Superflex. Because even if things don't end up working out with the Eagles, he will be a starting quarterback somewhere. Shut up and take my money. Somewhere. I mean, Blake Bortles got a contract again. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's going on with Blake? Is he uh, not in well, uh, no, LA? UDFA is going to play for him in Denver this week instead of him. So <laughs> I don't think much. Oh, yeah. Although, Jay, to be fair, I think his contract's worth less than the fab you spent. Oh, dude, you know what happened? I was, I was on my phone, <laughs> and I went to enter $1, because I thought maybe someone else will have a $0 bid on him. And I don't know how, but I somehow bid $31. Uh, his salary this year is $30. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so that is true. I saw that. I, I saw, like, when I saw on Sleeper, it came <laughs> up, like, the transactions was like, $31? I bid a dollar on him. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I guess this week was what we're trying to say after all this is buy Blake Bortles. <laughs> <laughs> He's worth every penny of it. All right, guys. Well, that's it for Nick, Jay, Ty, and I. We thank you for your time. Stay healthy. Hope your team stay healthy and bring nothing but production. And remember, if you're 0-3, maybe it's time to take a hard look at your team. <laughs> And if you're 42, single, living in your mother's basement with no prospects, it's time to take a hard look at your life. So think about that, guys. <laughs> I don't live in my mother's basement, let's be clear. So, you live on the top floor. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm right beside me, cheering me on the whole time. One bed. Right one bed. She just brought me some, uh, some cookies. So, this is great. This yeah. is great. <laughs> uh, been great, guys. Uh, thanks for the advice on the team. You know, it's, uh, it's tough love, you know. You know, I, I have a hard time letting go. Jay's right. I'm a level four five, clinger, four not five. five, level four clinger. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to send out some offers. So well, uh, I'll downgrade you to level four when you get rid of Frank Gore. <laughs> okay. Just fucking All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This is the Dynasty Football Live podcast.